Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Amen. Let's just give the Lord a shout right now. Look to your neighbor. Say good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? If you don't know the person, what's your name? How you doing? Can we give a hand clap for the worship team, man? And for the band as well. Always killing it. Ayo, Michael. Boy, man. Killing it. Man, we thank God. How y'all doing this afternoon? Y'all doing good? Oh, I can't see y'all faces. Can we turn on those lights at the back? There we go. There we go. Okay, okay. Y'all looking good. Tell your neighbor you look good. If they, please. If you, please. If you don't really think it, don't do it, guys. I, I don't want us to lie. Come on. Or if you want to do it, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. You look good. I prophesy you look good. You look good. <laughs> good afternoon, every single person that is here, whether you're watching online or in person. Welcome to the Gap Church. This is the Gap Church. If you are here for the first time, this is the Gap. We are filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the truth is the word of God. Amen. If you didn't know that, now you know it. Well, my name is David Oladara-Patusin. I'm on the word team here, and I'm also a leader of the Gap Church. Um, and, man, I'm excited. We've been in a series called, if you didn't know, it's right behind me. So, on her. There you go. And... Um, God has been so faithful so far. We're on week three of honor. I think we have one more week to go because after that, it is conference. Can we make some noise? If this is your first time, if you do not know, uh, we are having our first ever conference. And um, honestly, I am excited. A lot of us are excited. We're already preparing. Some of us are fasting. Some of us are praying. Some of us are like... um, just ready to go. God is really going to move. I know we hear that a lot and it sounds cliche, but... God is really going to move. Um, The conference theme is Emerge, and uh, our tagline is The Glory Will Be Revealed. So how in the world does honor have to do with this conference? You see, uh, I was talking to First Service about this, about how in the scripture uh, you will see that when God wants to do something, when God wants to unleash, when God wants to release There has to be honor. We read the scripture last week of how Jesus could not do mighty works because of their unbelief, their familiarity. And so we have to understand that we don't go where we are tolerated. We go where we are. We go where we are celebrated. And so I want us to realize that God is teaching us, teaching us as a family and as friends and as peers and as sons and daughters and, you know, uh, co-workers, whatever it is that we are to each other. He's teaching us about honor, that honor needs to impact our lives, personally speaking. It needs to impact this church. We need to have a culture of honor. The reality is that a lot of us, all we know is honor your father and mother, and that's it. We don't know what honor looks like. We don't know what honor really means. If I shake this person's hand this way, am I honoring them or that way? But we have to realize that in this season, God is teaching us honor because in order for us to expect and demand that the glory will be revealed, we have to be a house that releases a fragrance of honor. We cannot demand for God's glory to be revealed and not have a house that is pleasing and ready for him to move and accepting him and and, and putting love on him, singing holy, appreciating him affirming him. We want to be that house, but it starts with us. 
can we do that with each other? You know, can we really mean, can we really honor our peers? It would all be for show. God, God looks at the heart, man looks at appearance. So we want to make sure that when we're honoring people, it's from a heart place. And that's why I believe we're in this series. Amen? Amen. So we're in week three, and I've been kind of going um, with, this, with this definition for the longest. Shout out to uh, the blessed Lolade for this definition. Um, if you weren't here in week one, Lolade preached of the principle of honoring God. Last week, we spoke um, about uh, the mysterious doors from honor. Honor. Well, that's not weird. Mysterious doors from honor. Um, and that is God's response to honor. When you honor, God opens doors for you. We talked about the door of release, the door of mercy. Uh, God, I'm forgetting my own message. Um, there's doors. <laughs> the doors of honor, doors of access. We think, doors, hmm. Shout out to the note takers. God is good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You see, that's why note takers are history makers. That's it. So, yes, we've been in this, in this, in this honor series and and the definition if you have not been here this whole time that we've been using for honor or i've i've stolen from lolati i guess we can share it 50 50 um (laughs) but honor is this honor is the act of discerning celebrating and rewarding usefulness uniqueness and or excellence honor is the act of discerning celebrating and rewarding usefulness uniqueness and or excellence so that's what honor is it takes discernment and what does it mean you're we are we are acknowledging celebrating and rewarding maybe it's a personal organization a thing that has been useful unique or has been uh, established a level of excellence right so real quick i want to honor the conference team first of all (laughs) everything i'm telling you the conference team uh, everyone that's been, been working on conference has been amazing. We have planned conference since, like, last year. Like, last, last year, like, June. It's been a, almost, like, a year preparation, over a year preparation. And they have been grinding. When I see they've been grinding, man, the stuff I've been seeing, um, God is faithful. So, Abby, Nosa, uh, Chidera, uh, uh, Tara, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people. Anu, um, Lolade, all the HODs, every single person that is, can we just put a hand for them? And here's the thing, it's very easy for me to skip over that because they're in positions. It's very easy for me to skip over that because that's what they're supposed to do. But here's the thing, honor is, 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 is not necessarily just seeing what they do, but seeing the God behind what they're doing. There's things that they... They do that I could not even do. And they do with excellence. If I tried it, I would not even be good at it. And you know what? I'm going to honor that. And so let's put another clap or round of applause for these people. So today, in the very short time I have, we are going to be talking, this is a topic, a lifestyle of honor. The practicality, how, how do I walk in honor? I know what, what it means, what it looks like, or the principles of honoring God. I know what God's response to honor is, but how do I walk, practically speaking, in honor? How do I have a lifestyle of honor? So the key text for our our, our sermon today is Genesis 39. Genesis 39, and and we're going to read from verse, uh, we're going to read from verse, 
hmm, I'll say four. Verse four. Genesis 39, verse four. And, and I want to give you some background. Who knows of the story of Joseph? Joseph, the boy with, many, with a coat of many colors. This is like Sunday school, Bible school stuff. Y'all don't know? Okay, that's good. You guys are searching for the scripture. Amen. We thank God. So basically, we all know the story of how Joseph was abandoned by his brothers. Uh, he, they they sold, him, sold him into slavery. And he is now, uh, he's now sold to Potiphar. Potiphar is basically a chief of a, a officer, a pharaoh. And, and so what happens is that God is with Joseph. Amen. God is with Joseph. Even in the hard times, God will be with you. Amen. And so God is with Joseph. And what's happening is that because God is with Joseph, Pharaoh or Potiphar recognizes that. And because of that, he puts him into a high position. We'll get to that later. And, and, and he puts him in a position of influence. And what happens is that because of that position of influence, the house of Potiphar is blessed. The house of Potiphar is blessed. And so what happens is that because of that response that God, that, that, that God puts upon the house of Potiphar, what happens is that Potiphar puts even more responsibility in Joseph's hands. And what happens is that every single thing is under the responsibility of Joseph except for basically what Potiphar eats. And so we find ourselves in Genesis 39 verse 6 where this is established. I'm going to read this. I'm reading a New King James Version. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, like I said, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now, here's the thing. Who knows this? Whenever you are put on a platform, when God is blessing you, there's always going to be something that wants to try you. Let's be real. And it can just be because you look good. It could be just because you talk good, because you have manners, because you have a good character. And see, for Joseph, he was fine. Um, God blessed him. I don't know if y'all seen those videos where it's like, you know, they're pouring like water. God put this much of this in this person. So I think God put a lot more of, you know, appearance and, and fine looking in Joseph, you know. And so it, and it says that now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So he just wasn't good looking. He had the structure, like real gym life. <laughs> and so in verse 7 it says, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. So his boss's wife started looking at him. That's wild. And she said to him, lie with me. Basically have sex with me, guys. Let's be real. Lie with me, verse 8. But he refused and said, there is no one greater in the house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. Now then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. Bless the reading of God's word. And so in the scripture, what happens is that he obviously says no to Potiphar's wife. And, and what happens is that... Um, she catches him at some point and now accuses him of raping her. Um, and so Potiphar is angry when he hears about this and puts Joseph in prison. And what is so crazy is that you see that Joseph had every single reason to sleep with Potiphar's wife. Why? It's his boss's wife. Let's be real. Let's not, let's not, like, let's not practicalize it. This wasn't a Christian Empire. Egypt, Egypt was like the Egyptians weren't Christians at all, right? And so the thing is that, I mean, and, and if you want to use the word that, you know, uh, submit to governments, if you want to use that, what's I'm, God, God, you see what my boss's wife is doing? I'm going to submit to the government. I'm going to submit to leadership and just, you know, 
but he decides not to. And what, and what does it say? It says in verse 9 that he, he, he says, There is no one greater in the house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. So firstly, what Joseph does is that he expresses honor to his boss. I can't do this because he's held back. He hasn't hold, held back anything from me except for you. I'm not going to cross that boundary. And number two, he now expresses honor to God. He says, because you are his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Amen? You see, I want us to realize and understand that honor, just like in the giving series, is a response to God. We'll get it. Honor is a response to God. What I want us to do for the brief time we have is I want us to put on a set of lenses because I believe that in order to walk a lifestyle of honor, we have to change what, change what our, eyes, our eyes are seeing. You see, what Joseph establishes here, and, and this is a big thing, is that he, he, it's very easy for Joseph to say, I don't want to do this because I want to, I, I, you know, it's, it's my boss. But what Joseph shows us is that when it comes to living a lifestyle of honor, you have to shift your lenses a bit. Because here's the thing, he's not just honoring Potiphar, he's honoring the God behind the blessing. What am I saying is that, you see, to, 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 to walk in a lifestyle of honor, you have to shift your lenses of seeing man and see the God behind the man. It's, you have to shift your lenses of, of seeing the organization and see the God behind the organization. And we'll get into it some more. So, practically speaking, I like to say, what is the anatomy of a lifestyle of honor. What is the skeletal? What is the framework of how to walk a lifestyle of honor? Number one, you have to walk in the spirit. You have to walk in the. We all know that if we are saved, and we we are if we are saved, we receive the Holy Spirit. And so, it's important that we understand the access that we get from the Holy Spirit. And of course, in Galatians five, it speaks about the fruits of the or the fruit of the spirit of what is it? Uh, peace, joy, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, great, great gentleness, self control, all these things. But in twenty six, and I highlighted this in the first service, it says that let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Because here's the thing: even if you have the fruit of the spirit, there's still a a, a fleshly aspect of you that is competitive, that compares, that wants to choose the negative. And so why is this important? Because if you, if you don't take the lens off of that fleshly aspect, it will be very hard for you to recognize honor. What am I saying is that when we are walking in spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to use us to honor. There's going to be people that he may put on put in their mind, oh, Dara, honor Zachary. But here's the thing. I may look at Zachary and be like, bro, Zachary look good. I don't look too good. Why does he need to be honored? This sounds very basic, but I'll use other examples. Even the workplace. There's some people that out of our fruit, we should, we should have gentleness, show peace to, show love to. But because of the positioning or because of what they've done or because of who they are, there's sometimes a competitive. It's, let's just think about it. Like a coworker, maybe their projects get accepted over you a little bit more. And maybe let's say their projects are actually good. And so everyone's like, oh, good job. But you're in the corner like, man, just wait till it's my turn. Just wait till it's my turn. Here's the thing. I want to challenge you. Stop competing. Stop, stop comparing yourself because here's the thing. Behind him, there's something driving him. 
behind that. You don't know if what he is doing can be the launching point for a platform that you're going to be on. So you have to recognize the God behind him. I'll move further. How do we walk a lifestyle of honor? Number two, we have to be humble. Humility. Humility. Humility is super important because I want you to realize that humility impacts our response to honor. What do I mean? Because there's some things that, realistically speaking, and I remember someone asking this question, when you honor somebody and they don't give you the response you want, what happens? You keep on moving. Here's the thing. A lot of times as believers, we are so conceited about ourselves. We only care about me. What do I want to do? What, 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 what's best for me? Oh, they did good, but I'm, I'm, I'm better. And we fail to recognize the good in the people. We fail to recognize what somebody has done well. We fail to recognize how God has woken us up in the morning. We fail to recognize because we think it's all us. Here's the thing. When you lack humility, you tend to lose value or you, you stop valuing people. I want you to get it. When you are not humble, when there's supposed to be value placed on somebody, you'll take the value away because you'll look at yourself. You'll look at yourself. You'll say like, well, I mean, I know they did well, but I can do better. How come I didn't get the recognition? Maybe because the person is a bit more patient than you. They have some other qualities that they've stewarded better than you, and it's just not your time. You don't know why. But here's the thing. When we are so conceited and thinking about ourselves all the time, we miss, we miss the valuing of other people. And the and, and, and problem with that is that when we, miss, when we don't value people, it shows. It shows all over us. Because here's the thing. We will, we will completely fail to recognize any good anyone does for us. I remember I was singing this the first service that like, there's always a common, and, and here's the thing, we can blame our parents if you want to, you know. If you're, if you're Nigerian or African, you can blame your parents for this thing. But it's like, there's this thing where if they don't do this, I'm not going to do it for them. Let's be real. They didn't send me a birthday text, I'm not sending them a birthday text. <laughs> Shoot, they didn't buy me a Christmas gift, I'm not buying them a Christmas gift. They didn't invite me here, I'm not inviting them there. We do this all the time. We do this all the time. But my thing is that why are we trying to, like, we're the body of Christ, guys. We're the body of Christ. So why are we, why are we stirring the pot negatively? Maybe they just forgot. Let's give the benefit of the doubt, right? Amen? Number three, to walk a lifestyle of honor, you have to have a heart of sacrifice. This is a big one because I was saying that God can, God can uh, require any and everything from you. That can be time, money, love, job, a school preference, a relationship. And I was saying that a heart of sacrifice makes honor not necessarily easy, but it, it creates a reflex within you. So whenever God asks you to honor, if you have a heart of sacrifice, it becomes a reflex now where you react to it. Okay, God, cool, I got you. But the reason why this is super important because a heart of sacrifice is super hard to get because it means that not everything is going to go your way. Do you know, I, I can't even imagine how hard it is for someone to honor their parents when they're battered, beaten by them every single week. Imagine that. 
But we are called to what? Honor your father and. That's a heart of sacrifice right there. It's not easy. I think, I think of the story of, I think of the story of, of Joseph, the, and I was saying this in the first service, that there was a time where there was prisoners, there was people in the prison with him, and they had dreams, and he interpreted for them. And what happened is that they, they now said to him, like, or he said to them, hey, whenever you get out, remember me. And what happens is that they get out of prison, and they forgot about Joseph. Do you know how hard it is for you to give, someone to, give something to somebody, and they don't respond in the way that you thought they would? But here's the thing about honor. You are honoring the God behind the person. You're honoring a higher, you're, you're honoring your God. You have to realize that I'm not expecting a reaction from the person because here's the thing. Whether they gave me a reaction or not, I know I've done what I need to do. You see, our generation needs to get to a point and, and realize that we don't have to have everything together to give. I was saying this before last week. We don't have to have everything together to give. We keep on thinking that we have to have everything together to give something. And that's because we, because we know that if we have everything together and we give, it makes us feel better. Number four. To be able to walk a lifestyle of honor, you have to be obedient. You have to be obedient. This ties really good with, uh, with point number three because I like to use the story of Jonah. Who knows the story of Jonah and the big fish being swallowed by the fish? Y'all know the story? Right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Abby. <laughs> the story of Jonah is a, great, is a great expression of this because the reason why Joseph, J- Jonah was running away from God the whole time was because he knew that, yes, I'm supposed to deliver a message of, 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 of massacre to these people. Deliver a message that, hey, God is going, to, is going to finish you off. But he knew in the back of his mind that God would forgive him. That's why he was running away. Why is this important? Because I want us to realize that some of us know that even when we honor somebody, they're going to come back and spit in our face. But you just got to do it. That's what makes it honor. Knowing that I'm going to give you my best. Because I'm not giving you my best because of you. I'm giving you my best because it's unto God. And I know that you're going to go around, still talk about me. Still say that, oh, I expected more. When it's my turn, you won't even give me half of what I gave you. And I got to swallow it. But you know why? Because I'm obedient. Even, even if it hurts, it's a gut wrench, but we have to realize that's part of the obedience is better than sacrifice. Because we have to realize it does not matter. Like, I, want, I count the cost. If it just means taking a bit of my pride and putting it to the side just for God to be honored, I'll do it. I want us to realize that we have to stop, start shifting our perspective and understand and realize that, you know, we cannot be giving and honoring people for the give back. We, our generation struggles with this so much where we're trying to give to people so we can get an opportunity. Let me, let me nudge up to the boss so I can get a promotion. Let me nudge up to this person so that we can be cool and I can have access to this person. It doesn't last long. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Trust me. I've done it before. 
But you see, the reality is that the obedience with honor that I want us to understand is that we have to not forsake the God lens of all of these things. And that's why with obedience and, and, and living in a lifestyle of walking in honor, I want us to realize that we can, some of y'all are not going to like this, but when it comes to honor, God is, is always, the Holy Spirit is speaking. There's a voice of honor, trust me. There's always, there's a voice of honor if you have the Holy Spirit within you. And, and what do I mean? This can go both ways. There's times where I've thought of a person, I've thought of what the honor I'm supposed to give them, and then I go back on it. I'll make it a little bit clearer for you. Let's be more practical. All right. It's Demi's birthday. Happy birthday, Demi. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's times that I, and I, everyone's going to be able to relate to this. There's going to be times where, you know, it's Demi's birthday. And then I'm like, oh, it's Demi's birthday. There's a voice that says, yeah, give him like 50 bucks. <laughs> Demi, <laughs> Demi dropped that camera. He said, oh, shoot. There's a, voice, there's a voice of honor. Celebrate them to the team. Give them this. And then there's another voice that comes after that's like, oh, you know, he don't need all that. Maybe he can, he, maybe I should just do this for him. <laughs> we don't realize that the first voice was the most important voice. The first thing that was said was the true honor that was supposed to be given unto him. What we start to do is that we downgrade and filtrate the intentional honor, the, the first thing that God told us to give to someone, and then we give them the last. I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you the latter of it. There's some people that God is telling us, don't worry about it, and we go all out. That's the other side of it. And we get hurt in the end. There's two sides to it. There's the people that we give less of and there's people that we give too much of. God, how should I celebrate this person? Maybe you should just give them a $25 gift card. There comes a friend. Hey, girl, we're about to throw a party. We need, a, we need like $100 from each person because we want to do this. And then at the end of the day, they don't even say thank you to you. They say nothing to you. They say nothing to you. And you're wondering like, oh, no. But what was the first thing God said to you? He just said $25 gift card. Who asked you to now go and you want to do brunch? Red velvets, waffles, and, and chicken strips. Like, come on. <laughs> we have to be obedient to the voice of honor because it checks us. The Holy Spirit checks us and corrects us. Both sides. He leads us. He corrects us. He checks us. And so both sides of the spectrum, we have to realize when we hear the voice of honor come in, be obedient the first time. Even if it sucks and it hurts. Even if it, it, this person's, this person, uh, uh, they've done such a great job. Dar, you should buy them a gift card and maybe you should celebrate them and tell everybody this thing. Man, that's a lot of work though. Like, I'm going to just do this. That's a form of disobedience. Let's be real. Number five, this is my last point. This is really important. And I've been saying this all throughout the message. How do we walk a lifestyle of honor? Number five, we have to see the God in the person. We have to see the God in the person. I love this scripture because I don't even, I don't think when we read the scripture like this, I sometimes feel like we, we skip over certain things. Genesis 39, verse 3 to 5. Genesis 39, verse 3 to 5. Genesis 39, verse 3 to 5. Y'all there, y'all there? It's on the screens? Cool, perfect. It says... And his master saw the Lord was with him, 
and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he did in the house and in the field. I want you to realize this is such a strong passage because this identifies that even Potiphar was honoring God. You missed it. I want you to realize that even Potiphar, he recognized the favor upon Joseph and elevated him. And the response of God was that he made everything in Potiphar's house prosper. You have to realize that you have to see the God in the person. Yes, they are a slave, but everything is working upon this person. You know what? I'm going to elevate them. It doesn't matter if they don't look like you. They don't talk like you. They don't do what you do. Look at the God behind them. There's favor on their hair. There's some people that we've forsaken them because they don't talk like us. They don't look like us. They don't sound the same way. We don't feel like they're in line with us. But here's the thing. There's a God behind them that has favor upon them. There's a fire upon them that God is saying, this is the one I want to use. But you don't want to look at them. You don't want to recognize them because I don't want them to have pride. You know, I don't want to boost their head up too much, you know. I don't think they're ready for that. Are you God? The scripture says that Potiphar was aware of the favor upon Joseph's head. If you look later in the scripture, because here's my thing. I don't know why we, we've turned a blind eye to some of the things of, uh, turned a blind eye to the God, be, God behind people. Because the, the reality is that even in, later in the scripture, it says in, in verse 20 of, 21 of that same scripture, 39, 21, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph. This is in the jail. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So listen, he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper in the prison. This is what I'm saying. This is the response and seeing the God in the person. It says, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were prison. Whatever they did there, he was doing. The keeper of the prison did not look at anything that was under Joseph's authority because God, the Lord God was with him. So even the keeper of the prisoner recognized the favor of God upon Joseph's life and said, hey, take it all. You can have because I know that God is with you and his mercy is upon you, take it. You have full authority. And so I challenge it because I'm going I'm to I'm address this real quick. I want us to realize that that is why we can't be watching our hand when we give out stuff to people. When it's time to, when it's time to honor somebody, we can't be watching how we feel about it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. See the God behind the person. People, our generation is so messed up right now because we keep on, we keep on pocket watching. We keep on uh, uh, looking at the social media to check how everything is going. We keep on watching the stories to backtrack and see what our gift has done for the person. We keep on trying to convince ourselves that they're not worthy of honor. It doesn't matter. If God says give, give to God. It's not to the person, it's to God. We have taken our gaze off of God and the approval of God and put it on man. And then you want to say, yeah, I honor, I honor people. Man, man of God, I honor you. 
I don't know how many times, even me, I think of certain situations. This happened to me before. I'll give somebody something and see if they wear it. Let's be real. Or let's be real. Some of us need to be checked because there's some times where we see what we've given in honor and we try to put our name to it when we see it. Oh, yeah, I bought that person that. That's all me. Yeah, you know, I just sowed a seed into their life. <laughs> They're next. Yeah. Wow, this person's been dressing well. Yeah, you know, they came to my house like, you know, maybe like two, three days ago. And, you know, the Lord just led me to just give them a few items. What? So were you just trying to do it because of eye service or was it really towards God? We have to have an understanding and an awareness. And that's why the discernment is important in that definition that honor takes discernment. Honor takes walking in the spirit because you cannot see what flesh sees when it comes to honor. Honor is about the bigger picture. Honor is about the bigger picture. And if you don't start now, when you have it all, it's going to be even harder. If you're waiting for the big break, it's going to be even harder. And here's a the, here's the big thing I just want to add to this is this. The reason why we're bitter in friendships, in situations, in churches is because since we haven't been honored, we can't extend honor. I've had to check myself on that too. Just because nobody says thank you to me, is that why I don't want to say something to somebody else? Oh, this person just comes in and picks, picks up a sign. They shouldn't be honored. Oh, no, they should be. Just because, I was saying this the first time, just because I'm on a platform does not mean what someone at the door does is, is less. Honor doesn't look at platform. Honor doesn't look at, at, at how much you make. Honor is wherever God chooses to bless the person, however God wants to use you. Let's stand up. The Lord is challenging us to, to walk a lifestyle of honor. Like I said, you have to walk in the spirit. You have to be humble, have a heart of sacrifice. You have to be obedient, and you have to see the God in the person. There's two things I want us to pray about very shortly. Number one is I want us to pray against the spirit of humility or Whoa, familiarity. Whoa, that was wild. <laughs> Against the spirit of familiarity. Because I believe that this keeps on coming up in this series because it's really attacking our honor. So I want us to first pray. Heavenly Father God, I pray against the spirit of familiarity that may be already with me. That has put, put, a, put a, a bondage over my eyes to not really see those that you want to be on, that you want to honor. The second thing I want us to pray this, this afternoon is, and I want to use this story as reference. There was a time in the scripture, I think Elijah, uh, there was a Shunammite woman who called and said, Elijah, I want you to stay in, 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 in my place. I want to take care of you. And, and what that revealed to me is that God is asking that some of us have to be vessels of honor. We need to be vessels of honor. 
we need to actually ask God, make me a vessel of honor. In turn, when you see later in the scripture, the Shunammites, her, her, her son passes away and she finds, she finds Elijah and he recognizes her automatically. Because a while ago, she opened her doors to him. And before you know it, her son is healed. So I want you all to pray this afternoon, God, make me a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel of honor, Heavenly Father. Lord, use me. Use me to display your honor. Use me to display the goodness, the kindness, Heavenly Father God. Use me as a vessel, Heavenly Father God. Use me, use me, use me, use me. Use me, Heavenly Father God, as a vessel of honor, Lord. God, I want to be used. I want to be used, Heavenly Father God, to show honor upon you. To give you honor, Heavenly Father God. Work through me, Heavenly Father God. I want to honor you. Use me as a vessel of honor, Heavenly Father. And at this moment, as you do here at the Gap Church, we always give an opportunity for, there's people in here, maybe they want to give their life to Christ or rededicate their life to Christ. We always give this opportunity. And so I want everybody to bow their heads right now, close their eyes. And we're all going to say this prayer, whether you're online or in person. It's a very simple prayer because I believe this is super important. It's not just about asking, God, I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be able to live a lifestyle and walk in honor. But it starts first with a relationship. It starts first with the intentionality of walking with God, walking with Jesus Christ and establishing and admitting that he died for us. So I want us to all say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change to the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.